Hello, my name is Brendan. And my name is Carly. We go by the Sustainable Duo. And you are watching SoFlow Vegan Podcast right Enjoy. now. Enjoy. All right, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the new season of the SoFlow Vegans Podcast. Yeah. And joining us, christening our brand new studio here at HGAP Studios in Wynwood, we have Brendan and Carly, the sustainable duo. And if you, have, if you haven't seen them around town, then you obviously are not from South Florida because <laughs> they are a huge presence in our community and they're part of the reason why South Florida is, I'm not going to say becoming, we are a global hotspot mm. for veganism. Absolutely. Now, just to give you guys an idea of what you can expect to hear in this podcast, we're going to be talking about everything from zero their zero-waste lifestyle, the initiative that's being pushed out by many people who are caring for the planet themselves, the animals, everything that's included in that. We're going to learn about that. I am um, I actually wanted to bring them on for selfish reasons. I want to... <laughs> I want to I want to personally know about that, and I don't really like to Google a lot, so I figured I'd just bring, I bring them to the table, literally. Zero wasting your time. Yes, ah, <laughs> that's that's number two. We're gonna do like fourteen <laughs> more of those, so get ready for that. Yeah. Um, and we all talk about uh, the planet protein as well. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of cool things that are happening with that. Some re- things that have been recently launched, and also how that's integrated into you actually. Taking on the zero, yes, zero waste lifestyle, and um, also just talk about things in general. There's so much happening. 2019, it's I was year of the awakening, man. Yeah, and you know, I make I make a joke with people like every year it's like 2017, year of the vegan. 2018, year of the vegan. No, but this but this year, honestly, it's different because of the sources where that's coming from. When you see people who are all about money talking about things that are happening it's because they've done the research and it's and if people aren't doing it for ethical reasons or doing it for the environment or doing it for their health usually what's left is doing it for the bottom line their pocketbook and if you can make that argument that veganism is going to help improve your bottom line for your business that's the argument that's going to help create that two percent shift in this world absolutely nielsen nielsen data you're familiar with nielsen data explain Uh, it's basically all it's consumer data that's been around it's it's the organization that collects consumer data from mm-hmm. retail space and all, if you go to nielsen and you search plant based you search vegan you're going to find supporting facts like the economy is doing a straight incline mm. yeah plant based shark tank ethical know? business plant based business vegan business um sustainable business right it's just Shark Tank, like Carly said, has just taken off. Like, they invested in kombucha. Yeah. I was so excited. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I'm always going to bring it back to the mission of SoFlo Vegans, which is to help make South Florida a global hotspot for veganism. And really, the reason I'm so keen on, obviously, I'm a native South Floridian. That's one of the reasons. But um, <laughs> outside of that, I noticed, and, you, and let me know what your impression is. When I think of South Florida, I think of it as a melting pot of what is happening in the United States of America. And it's so low-key that it's it's almost like a blank canvas for anyone who wants to come down and try something out. And it's really worked. If you look at a lot of the successful entrepreneurs, business owners, artists, a lot of them have come from South Florida or have had a mm-hmm. footprint in South Florida. We were just talking about that. Yeah. And what 
what I'm working on shifting is it not just being a a, a, a farm, a farm system for these people, for them to do it and then, all right, bye, I'm going to go to California or what right. have you. So how do we create a culture where people want to stay and invest, plant roots, and create that, have that innovation not leave this location? So doing that in the vegan community, we have um, Copper Branch, which is a, a lot of people don't know what that is. It's a Canadian um, vegan chain that put their first United, a location in the United States here in Fort Lauderdale. Oh. And they're opening up pretty, they'll probably be open by now. But just to show you that people are looking at South Florida yeah. and they're wanting to invest, they're wanting to create cool initiatives. And if we are looking at all of the different aspects of veganism, which we're going to talk about. Yes, we are going to be talking about zero waste. Just hold on. It's, a, <laughs> it's, not, a, it's not a five minute podcast here. Um, I think that's going to be great as well. So let's jump right into no, it. No, I agree. I Let, agree. Let's um, introduce ourselves so we know plant names to faces and faces to names if you're not watching the video, which we do have video of this, by the way. Go to sofovegans.com, our Facebook, our Instagram, and that's enough plugging. Okay, so <laughs> speaking of plugging... I'm going to do a lot of bad transitions, so just get, no. That's just, perfect. You know, just, work. just we'll flow with it. We'll flow with it. No, no, ladies first, always. Right, okay. So that was really nice. Um, a little about me. So my name is Carly Bergman, and I'm from Chicago. And I met Brendan two years ago Almost when two years he was ago. vending for his plant-based nutrition company. So Planet Protein. He was at a veg fest. I that morning I went on on I went on an edible plant walk. And, um, bring it over here. So I went on an edible plant walk and I saw Brendan there and yeah, I was attracted to his beard. Thought it looked nice. <laughs> and then we just thought, and I was like, this guy's vegan. Like, all right. No, so you, you, know? you hear how outgoing she is. <laughs> it was not like that that day. Right. Okay. There was not a peep. She grabbed a sample and she left. And mm. I'm like, ah, this girl was cute, you know, but I, I was, I was hyper-focused on the business. Like I had no time for that. Right. Yeah. And um, she actually slid into my DMs, mm. I think, a month later. Okay. Business. Hit the Planet Protein DMs. So, so, <laughs> to, so to put that out there, yes, the Planet Protein yeah, DMs. it matters. Because I was like, hey, like, I'm from Southwest Florida. We were on the other coast at the time. And, I was and it was like, a professional DM, by the way. It was. It was like, I would love to help you promote your business and get you your bars into stores because I thought they tasted good and... Like the initiative was amazing and like the sustainable ingredients like really hit home for me because I went to school at Florida Gulf Coast for environmental studies and I actually majored in like permaculture and integrated studies, environmentalism. So it only made sense. And yeah. And then we started dating like after a couple days. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, it was in the history books after a couple days, literally it was. Yeah. (laughs) But basically. It happened quick, but like. When you find somebody that just aligns with your lifestyle and your journey so much, it makes it a lot easier, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and we run a business together. Like, Sustainable Duo is something that we formed together. Right. Um, and I think a lot of couples struggle with that, you know? You see, you probably see it all the time. You hear about it. Like, if your friends start a business with their significant other, yeah. it's a rocky road. It's a rocky road to burnout, so... You know? <laughs> Big time. But um, I think since our moral compass is aligned yeah. so well... It's just that we have this such a strong mutual respect for each other, and we're very open. Mm. Um, and uh, I think that just works. We're honest, we're open, and um, we're on the same mission here. So yeah, it works, man. 
And speaking of missions, what is your mission? What are what are you what are you two creating for the planet and for the world? Yeah, I my mission personally, I think I'm trying to figure that out every day. Mm. You know, there's there's always something. There's always mountains of improvement that we can that we can look upon each day. So, but I think that it's everything that I learn. I like to regurgitate, mm. and I think that a lot of people can learn from some of the things that I've seen or done or said or, or experienced or whatever it is, or new facts. And, and if the moment we share those things, especially on Instagram and, and Facebook and all these social media outlets, we have a reach, and that's just the situation that we're in. Mm-hmm. And um, we just want to help spread the awareness, spread the truth, and help people live like healthy lives. You know, sustainability is our passion, but I would say that like clean water and nutrition is more of a passion for me personally. Okay. Like if I would have stepped away from sustainable duo <laughs> and it became sustainable uno for some reason, we would, we, I would, my focus would be like clean water movement for yeah. sure. Being from Flint naturally, yeah. you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, from Flint, Michigan. So, you know, it's, it's something that was going on before I would say that I had this awakening. Mm-hmm. So I was conscious of it, but I didn't really, I was like, oh, we'll just send them water bottles, you know, and celebrities are sending water bottles, so it's going to be okay. But the more that I read into and dig into how toxic water bottles are for us and our health and how unsustainable they are and how we need, you know, to filter all these contaminants in our waterways. It's not just Flint. It's St. Louis. It's Detroit. It's, Miami. you know, Miami. There's all these different cities that is where, it's where these problems are occurring. And um, we just need to get to the root of it. And I just want to spread that, you know. So what inspires me is that kind of stuff. And mm. then I can just regurgitate it to the audience and hopefully, you know, they gain something from it. And who in knows? which, so, which will they have? You know, with shower, with shower filters and okay. um, reverse osmosis and distilling water. And so we see people, you know, when we see people on Instagram, like right now, when you guys are sharing this stuff, <laughs> like that inspires us and motivates us to keep going. So. Right. And who knows, someone sitting in that audience, you might plant a seed and they can be Oh, the absolutely. Next Elon Musk. Yeah, for sure. With, you never yeah. know. Oh, we've seen it. I remember mm. some girl that reached out to me. She was like, I don't know what to do because I have a dog and I don't know how to take care of the waste sustainably. And I was like, create your own business. There's only one way to wow. do it. You know, we're the forefront of this movement. She texted me um, a couple of weeks ago. She's like, I started my own business. The bags are coming next week. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's like those little seeds go such a long way because we can't do it all. You know, there's so many innovative ideas that can be like zero waste Q-tips, zero waste floss. All these things need to be created. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's up to really the individual to do it. And that's what we're learning a lot with Planet Protein, too, because Brendan uses um, plastic wrappers for his protein bars. And he created a zero-waste system where... Can I explain it? You can go... Okay, yeah. thanks. I usually tend <laughs> to explain it because I'm obsessed with it because... Well, talk, talk about why we chose not to elect... Like, okay, I, I guess I'll hit on this part first. Okay. I was searching for a sustainable... Okay, so I started Planet Protein before, long before I was, like on the sustainable journey before I was zero waste or, or anything like that. So that came first. Um, when I, when I had this awakening, this, this further conscious shift of like sustainability, I just kind of found that my morals weren't aligning with the business. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I, like I had nightmares, you yeah. know, oh, wow. nightmares. I'd wake up and be like, my business is still in plastic. What do I do? Do I end the business? Because compostable materials, 
or bioplastics, those are first, they're three to five times the cost right off the bat. Mm-hmm. They're more expensive. Startup business, that's not feasible. So, well, I, I you know, I kind of, I thought on that for a month or two. I was like, you know, looking at different plastic and, and different materials, but with a food barrier product, you really cannot make it to the point where it's recyclable or disposable. There's, it's like that gray area, you know, that I just learned a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So what we chose to do was create a recycle program, which Carly's all hyped up to talk about. <laughs> so Brendan will, so people will collect their wrappers from the protein bars and they'll just gather a bunch and then he'll send out a shipping label for free mm. so that people can send us back the wrappers. And then we partner with a company that turns the wrappers into desks and tables like this, oh, wow. school desks, um, walls, floors. So they're not sourcing new material from the earth. So we're, it's like, you know, repost consumer materials. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing. And like benches and community gardens. Yeah. And, you know, it's we want to. I think um, these communities, you know, we're not in food. There's always the topic that comes up, food deserts. Yeah. I think it's nutrition deserts. Mm. There's food. There's no nutrition. Right. There's food. There's McDonald's. There's Burger King. There's Wendy's. There's food. Okay. But there's no nutrition. So we should call them nutrition deserts. It just makes more sense. What we need to do is build more community gardens to offset those nutrition deserts. Right. You know what I mean? It'll start get to green, we'll start getting greener in the, in the inner community, um, inner cities. Just build up these huge permacultures. And that's something that Carly's super passionate about. Yeah. And you went to school for it. Right. Yeah. So, like, I go outside and I see everything. Like, I see all the plants. But in my mind, that can all be edible. We live in Florida in mm-hmm. the, the subtropics. Every single plant here has the potential to be edible. And so there should be no reason for nutrition or food deserts because we have community gardens by us where we live and we go get our fruits and vegetables for free. Mm-hmm. But these resources aren't, people just don't know that they exist. They don't know they can grow papaya or a mango in their own tree. So that's also part of our passion with zero waste living, teaching people to grow their own food and get that connection back to the earth, mm-hmm. but also educate and be like, okay. You don't have to, like, zero waste your money. Like, provide for yourself and go back to the basics of growing your own food. And it's so easy to be vegan in Florida, as you know. Like, as we where we are, there's so many resources. Yes. And just being able to grow your own food all year is another plus. But even in winters in Chicago, like, my mom's vegan and I got her... For Christmas, we had a zero-waste Christmas, so I got her indoor lights to grow her own food in our basement in the middle of winters. So totally possible. The research is out there, so people just need... We just need to keep spreading, you know, planting those seeds and spreading the information so people can grow their own food. It's... Yeah, it's really cool. Recently, we we visited... We did a talk at a uh, community garden in St. Pete on the the west coast of, of the state, and it was really cool because we went in there, and there was a bench made of cigarette butts. Yeah. 100% cigarette butts. Mm. And um, oh, wow. they partnered with a company called TerraCycle, which I don't know if you've heard of them. That's who we're partnering with in our recycler, in our, in our recycling program. And um, TerraCycle's, man, they're doing some really cool stuff. They will accept pretty much any type of waste and then properly break it down and then turn it into something else. So cigarette butts into benches, plastic wrappers into tables, like... That's possible, you know? So are they partnered up? Because as soon as you say that, like, first thing that comes to mind are, like, beach cleanups. Like, how many yeah. beach cleanups there are? Like, is there... Do they do anything with that? Or have you heard anything, like, any advice for people who 
do beach cleanups and then just ends up going into the trash or wherever they put the the waste? It's hard because so we're we're actually going to host a beach cleanup soon right. in South Florida. The problem we'll, is we'll invite you for sure. Please. Yeah, oh, you're, you're invited. On the list. Yeah. yeah, you're on the VIP list. The awesome. problem <laughs> is with Miami. I mean, even anywhere. There's just so many regulations on what numbers are recyclable, what can be thrown out in the trash, what can be thrown in the recycle. Like there's so many rules and regulations in every single city. It depends. Mm-hmm. So that's why we stress zero waste living because we're like our life is so easy because we live zero waste because we don't have to think, is this recyclable? Mm. Can we put this here? Do we have to look it up? You know, we just avoid packaging and plastic. So we don't have to figure out all those logistics. And it, it, it I mean, 15 minutes away from here, recycling laws will be so different than what they're in like downtown yeah, Wynwood. Miami, so. there's not much that you can recycle. Right. Oh, it's, really? It, it's crazy. There's not much. Yeah. And Anybody listening, uh, my biggest advice, if you want to look into recycling, would just go to your county or your city's recycling program, like their website, and look into it because what could be recyclable in Fort Myers might not be in, in Miami. Right. It could be totally different. Yeah. And going and kind of digging into that because I always want to look for the root of what's, what's the challenge, rather, or rather the opportunity. Let's go one step above that. So the laws are the rules, the regulations prohibit um, certain types of recycling. What would be that next step? You yeah, know, the what now? You know, how, now. how could we how could we step in? Because it sounds like it's a legislative. Um, it is. It is certainly. So, is there a way that the people can rally together to speak to their representatives, speak to the commissions? Or would do you feel that even be effective? Based yes, on- um, our friends, um, Carolina, plant based consultant on Instagram, and Chris. Um, Chris Myers on Instagram. She, both of them, just went in front of uh, Hallandale Beach. Okay. Their their local legisla- legislation, and they um they just banned styrofoam. Really. In Hallandale. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an example of yeah. how I don't want to see how easy it is, but just how uh, could you imagine if more people did right. it for their right. That's wow. something. That's something that we haven't got into yet, mm-hmm. but um they inspired me to, to go that route for sure. And, and it's effective. I mean, cause pe- at the bottom line is like, people still have a heart, you know, mm-hmm. some people <laughs> probably not, <laughs> but, but they do, they do. And you just have to, uh, and you have to meet them on their level and you have to like have that conversation. And right. that's what they did. They had those conversations and they inspired something. They inspired change. So yeah, that's just the first step. And And the cool thing is about zero waste, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are more inclined to be zero waste than vegan because Mm. when you, when we talk to people about veganism that aren't already vegan, you know, there's that barrier that goes up, but everyone has a common understanding that environmental destruction is happening and something needs to be done. And people, when we say, oh, just bring your reusable mug, bring your reusable straw, they're more inclined to do it and then they become, you know, they keep shedding layers and then they're like, oh, this is better for the environment. It's better for the animals. Oh, and then they get more into like animal rights and advocacy. So it's really interesting when we speak at VegFest, people love, the non-vegans especially are really always at our talks. They're so curious because they want to decrease their carbon footprint and then we're there to plant those seeds of veganism too. We throw, you know, I mean, it's a vegan and zero waste talk, but they see, I think Brendan's a great example of just being a, a masculine guy that was in the Marine Corps from Flint, Michigan, being like redefining masculinity and being like, you can be vegan and masculine and all the men in the crowd are like, 
and your zero waste like it, it's crazy <laughs> but it's really it's really cool to see yeah i mean i'm gonna talk about veganism or plant-based wherever i go that's just yeah gonna, that's just gonna come i mean up. it's that's, on your neck so <laughs> <laughs> you know and to me it's, it's just so important um because i want people to feel the way that i feel mm. exactly and i've never felt this way in my entire life and i've been you know an athlete my my whole high school career as an athlete a soccer star that that failed to make it to the college level based off of a lot of things. I mean, mm-hmm. I was a uh, my focus. GPA. Yeah, my, my, my GPA was low. My focus was not there. Um, but you know, and then I joined the Marine Corps, and I was, I was, it was, it was gruesome, man. It was tough. Like even the top athletes couldn't make it through some of the things that we did. Mm. So like my mental was always there. Um, I was always very hardened and, and masculine, but um, without veganism, I don't know where I would be right now. So let me ask you this, since we're on that subject, what do you feel was the shift for you that made you want to become vegan? Uh, dude, I'm so stubborn. I'm such a stubborn person <laughs> that once you, once, I, when, once you put facts in front of my face, yes. I just can't turn a blind eye to that. Yes. I just can't. It just doesn't make sense for me to do that. Then I would be doing a disservice to um, everybody around me and I would have no integrity. And I think that's not fair, you know? And I'm a very fair person. Carly, yeah. oh, she's like, your middle name is fair. His middle name is fair and efficient. So, you know, a lot of, <laughs> I like to get things done, but um, yeah, I just, I like to have integrity and, you know, that's, that's what keeps me going. What, it, you what know. about you, Carly? Just to touch base on that. I mean, I heard the other day, someone said that think of veganism, not as a diet, think of it as the truth. And I think that if we had that, like on billboards, like everywhere, people are like, the truth? Like, because everyone thinks it's just you're compromising their diet. And again, it's just the truth. But what happened for me was I started working at a raw vegan juice bar when I was 15. Mm -hmm. And I was working with so many different types of people. My boss was from Poland. She was an immigrant starting this business in the United States. And I'm working with witches that are practicing Wicca in the back and um, transgenders, drag queens. And I'm just like this 15-year-old sheltered girl like, what is going on? We are in the suburbs of Chicago. And so it was really a huge pivotal moment in my life, a huge learning curve. And then they were just all like very in tune with the earth and veganism. And it I was like, there's some connection here that I never made. And so they would just sit me down and it'd be like TED Talks every shift. Like, oh, Carly, you know what's going on with like fossil fuels and um, all these cow agriculture farms and Monsanto this and GMOs that. And I just learned so much. I was overwhelmed. And I, I was the only one. I mean, this was almost seven, eight years ago. So it's like... Basically, wait, how many years ago? I don't even know math right now. It was around there, but... Time is an illusion. It, it is, but I was just so overwhelmed, and I was the only one out of all of my friends that were vegan. I mean, I'm sure 2013, were you really the only one that was vegan around you? It probably was not as normal as it is now. Oh, definitely. I had to. Yeah. I had like one vegetarian person, Yeah, and, you're and like, I found out over. about vegan through them. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I really had to do a lot of it by myself, but I worked at a restaurant and I was helping prepare food and I was a barista and that's what inspired me to do more of holistic living, raw veganism and making food your fuel and like, you know, this is your temple. You want to treat it the best way you possibly can. And then I went to school for edible organic landscaping and environmentalism. So it all kind of just goes hand in hand. 
So it was a conversation and being around a community of people. Oh, yeah. That it was like full immersion into it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, one of the things, the reason I'm asking you that is, yes, I'm curious about your journey, but I'm also looking for ways that we can duplicate this. We can create, my thing, my right. background is all about creating systems yeah. that are based off of conscious living. Oh, yeah. And being able to dissect how people become who they are in particular aspects. Not, right. not everything, obviously. That, right. That's a lot. But um, in, in terms of your zero waste um, and veganism, plant-based living, mm-hmm. um, it's, I think it's helpful for people to hear that story. Yeah. So thank you both for yeah. sharing that. And the yeah. meetups, you know, that are all in this area that mm-hmm. you all are doing. I mean, it's... Yeah, go to, local Facebook groups are so important. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we've we've met so many awesome friends because of local Facebook groups and yeah. meetups and potlucks. The potlucks so. are amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, that's where you really connect with, you know, people that are like-minded. But I also like to stress how important it is to not close out the people that aren't like-minded. Mm. Right. Because we need those people, too. They're part of the community. They just haven't, like, met us on, you know, a certain levels or certain points of their journey yet. And, I, and, vice, and vice versa. We haven't met on, you know, certain points of their journey so we just have to keep that in mind we can't forget that everybody's in their own lane and even within the community there are people who are on certain tracks sure right so i think it all comes from being open and connected and compassionate with and not judgmental mm-hmm. these are key aspects in growing community and being a stand for what you believe in rather than taking a position that's something that, you know, speaking for myself, right. I, I check in and seeing who I'm being in that moment to make sure that we're creating what we want to see in the world, not just... Exactly. And so... Yeah. Well, speaking of creating what you want to see in the world, um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to you now. Here's the juicy fun part mm-hmm. where I get to open my brain and you guys get to just throw your mm-hmm. knowledge in there. Here we go. Zero waste. Yes. Can I know nothing about it? Okay. What is zero waste? Can I mention, talk about Futuristic February? Definitely. Yeah. Go in. So it all started. So I was, I think, three or four years vegan at this point. I went on an eco trip, an eco travel trip to Nicaragua with a group of environmental activists. And we were there for one month. And we just did a ton of volunteer work to helping to preserve, educate the communities on pollution and just a ton of different things. But so when I was there, we were encouraged to bring all of our trash back with us and we were gone for a month. So I'm like, I have to bring all this trash back with me. And the reason why we were encouraged to do so was because Nicaragua does not have a proper waste management system. So they just burn all of their trash. Mm. And so I actually was swimming on their coast over there and I got staph infection because the water is just so dirty and polluted. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to one of the locals and they were like, Carly, this, yes, this is, you know, we're burning our trash, but you have to understand that all this trash comes from other countries too because of the way the currents work. This isn't all from us. Mm. So I was like, okay, so what I'm doing in the United States, here I am, this vegan Ooh. activist. I'm going to school for environmentalism, all this. But my single-use plastic could potentially be in Nicaragua right now. So I felt like the biggest hypocrite ever. You know, so it really put me in my place and I brought home like a small bag around the size of all of my trash 
for one month just because I was so mindful of how much waste I accumulated. So I had to be very strategic. And being a Nicaraguan vegan, it was just a lot of fresh fruit and vegetables. So that's what I was eating anyways. So I came back and I was like, okay, I obviously need to change some things in my own life because I do feel like a hypocrite. So I created this campaign called Futuristic February. And it's this is the third year we're doing it. And basically you collect your entire, like all your recyclables and non-perishable trash items for one month. And you're honest with yourself. So you're not holding back. Mm -hmm. You're literally saving every single thing you accumulate from, you know, almond milk cartons to receipts to anything. And you save it all. And for one month, just to get a visual of how much waste you accumulate in one month. And then you can multiply that by 12 and see how much you accumulate in a year. And that's, I actually met Brendan when I was running that for the first year. And dude, I was, the first time I walked into her apartment, she had like kombucha <laughs> bottles and all this trash and, and waste like stacked up and, and all the clean, the clean clothes were on the floor and like the trash was in like the dirty clothes bins. And I'm like, what is going on here? It's you know? <laughs> yes. like, I'm in way, I have way, to say something. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I need to know how much trash I accumulate like, in one month. Yeah. Bear with me. So, so it was, it was, it was a really cool visual though. Like, mm. I just remember the first time walking in there. I'm like, what is she, you know, it even got me. I'm like, what is she doing? Like, what is going on? Oh, so you even know? just from a visual standpoint yeah. for someone else. Coming yeah. in, it raises the question. Big time. Oh, oh yeah. that's interesting. And then you start posting it on Facebook and, and Instagram and all your social media channels. Right. And then boom, like people are like, wow, that's a lot of waste. That's one month? Yeah. Like, whoa. Because you a- don't know. Because you throw your trash away yeah. and it's out of it's out of your sight. But it's like when, when you're trash, you throw it away. Where is way? Yeah. It's in Nicaragua on the coast. It's in oh. Bali on the coast. It's here on the coast. So it's nice because then that's right after then him and I went transitioned to a low impact zero waste lifestyle right away. And we started making those simple swaps like bamboo toothbrushes for a plastic toothbrush or make our own deodorant in a glass jar rather than buy deodorant in plastic. And through these swaps, we not only have saved so many resources, but it's more holistic remedies. So we're not putting chemicals in our body. We're saving a ton of money, a ton of time because we really don't have to shop anymore because we make everything ourselves and it's fun. It's an activity. It's activities for us to do together. And yeah, it just is. We're trying to be as morally consistent as possible. Mm. And when we were using so much single use plastic, I know that's breaking down into microplastics and it's going in the ocean. It's affecting people it's affecting the marine life and even for the people that are still eating fish i always tell them you know you're using single-use plastic that's going in the ocean you're eating fish that are eating that single-use plastic you're ingesting plastic Mm. you are plastic you know and usually i told my dad that and he was like "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like really if that doesn't get you off a fish then you know if it's not for ethical reasons we try to bring the environmental reasons to people's minds so i mean I'm not zero waste, and I'm just thinking in my head, okay, all the things are... You're intimidated right now. I mean, I'm, I'm, op- I'm open, and I think yeah. that's good, the important good. thing. Yeah. So for it me, is. it's less about, oh, I can't do this, so about, more about, okay, how do I make that transition? Right. You know, because I could easily go, tomorrow I'm zero waste. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, or today, as soon as this interview is over. <laughs> um, so... What are some simple things? Like, what comes up the most? So I'm sure, especially with, when you do your talks, people have questions. Like, okay, 
this sounds good, but yeah. what about what yeah. are some of the common questions that you get that I'm sure people watching or listening to this might have in their head and they just can't ask you right now? I mean, just off the top, like some the, one of the simplest things is the uh, is the water bottle. Mm-hmm. Like you just you just buy a reusable water bottle and you get a filtration system at home and you just fill it up and you take it with you everywhere you go. Yeah. Like that should be on your person at all times. We carry around a zero waste bag. You call it like a hocus pocus yeah, bag or, or a sustainability a, bag. Whatever you want to call it. We call it Frank. Like <laughs> any, anything. No. It's actually uh, Carly's dad calls the dog Bear Frank, which. My dad likes, whenever we get dogs, <laughs> side note, whenever we get dogs, he calls them like 30 different names. So they're just confused their entire lives. I don't know why he it does that. It just makes no sense. But it's funny. It's fun. <laughs> so we'll just call the bag Frank from now on. Yeah. But you know, we, we carry all this stuff around with us. Um, essentially because we're prepared like that's it it's it's mm-hmm. very simple i think when we first started this journey i was a little intimidated myself um there would be some like vegan brownies that i wanted in plastic or you know something a dessert or something on the shelf like a cookie or and I, we would avoid it and i'd be kind of i'd be kind of pissed mm. like, man that sucks like i can't eat anything. Really i can't sucks. i can't do anything because i was <laughs> yeah. just i was kind of newly vegan at the time so yeah i was just trying to find anything that was healthy and vegan you know i'm like mm-hmm. If it's a raw vegan brownie in plastic, I want it. It sounds great. Um, and Carly would be like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't. No, because you have, you know? you know, we have those visuals in our head of, you know, when you see slaughterhouse footage of an animal being slaughtered, you don't forget that. So when we see a National Geographic picture of a whale with a stomach full of plastic, we mm-hmm. don't forget that. And so when we're purchasing that plastic, that's the first thing I would see. And I was like, we can't. I don't feel good about this. I don't, I know we can find a replacement and it's out there. It just takes a little bit of research. And I think it's so important also to mention that the term zero waste is not that you accumulate zero waste. That is impossible in the world we live in. Yeah, we We fly, we take trains, we, you know, take public transportation, we we own cars. So a Volt, which we're, yeah, right. (laughs) We're we're down to almost one car and it's a Chevy Volt. So we're trying. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's just about, also, like zero waste kind of aligns with minimalism too, because oh. you just you're not using things you don't need anymore. And we save so much money because we're not we don't go to the mall, we don't shop. Everything, all of our clothes are thrifted secondhand, and it's fun. Like we go to a thrift store, we're like, look at this shirt we got from the '80s and this and that. And then I, you know, Brendan's wearing a shirt right now that was thrifted. I'm like, oh, is this your new shirt? He's like, well, it's not new. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> if yeah, you get but specific. right, yeah, but it's cool. It's it's a really fun way to get creative. And I never considered myself a creative person, mm-hmm. but we just moved to a new apartment and we thrifted all of our furniture and we actually got most of it for free because we're resourceful and we go on Facebook Marketplace and just see what people are just donating because there's just so much stuff there's out so there. There's so much stuff. Mm-hmm. People you just have, have to so ask for stuff. it. You just have to ask. Yeah. It's kind of like asking for the sale. If, you're, if, you're, if you've ever been in sales in your, in your career, anybody <laughs> listening that's into business, yeah. you know, it's, it's like one scenario. Here's this pen, you know, mm. like and, it, and it works good and it writes well and you love the pen. That's scenario one. Mm-hmm. Scenario two is this pen works good and you love the pen. It's amazing. It's for you. Do you want to buy this pen? You're probably gonna like you're gonna get more sales with scenario two because you asked for the sale. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Brendan was in sales, <laughs> <laughs> but just, just I mean I was yeah. in a lot of different industries. Yeah. But this is this is definitely more of my passions that are breaking out and breaking free, and that's why um, we're just tying entrepreneurship and business into it because we see how sustainable this lifestyle is, mm-hmm. and we need to be compensated for our time first and foremost. Like 
we live in a capitalist world. Yeah. Like our society, you can't even go to the gas station without driving there. And you need money to pay for the gas. Yeah. So, we, you know. But with the good money and the ethical money, we can combat all this corruption. Mm-hmm. So if we get everybody on board and start getting you know, more sustainable business, more vegan business popping up, you see them everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a, there's a veg fest popping up left and right in every state, in every country, literally in the world. Like mm-hmm. there's a veg fest, like uh, there's, I think there's two veg fests in Bali now. There's, there's veg mm-hmm. fests everywhere. And um, the more that this happens, the, the better it is for everyone. You know, like take care of yourself and your family, but also take care of that, that good ethical money that you're making with that business mm-hmm. and then do something with it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what we're trying to do. We want to, we want to eventually build sustainable land and, and you know, help people. I think it's important that, you know, if we can build like a retreat sort of scenario setting thing, then that'd be cool, you know, and we can, we can help a lot of people that way. And, and that's all they need. People just need like a little jump start. They need a little kickstart, you know? Right. Tell me a little bit about what people can find on your, let's talk about your brand, the sustainable, the sustainable duo. Mm-hmm. What, what can people expect to find if they were to go to your Instagram, their website? Like what, how, how can that support <laughs> their? You're going to get a lot of, a yeah. lot of tips and hints yeah. and tricks um, and inspiration to live this way. Right. Um, but you're also going to find a shop. And that's going to allow you to purchase necessary items, zero waste items, products that will help you in this journey and make it seamless. So that's where we come into play. We're like, we're like that first tier, you know, mm-hmm. we're the, we're the, we're, we'll hold your hand yeah. while you get zero wasted. Right. And then we'll let you free. You and know? so what we just did, so I, we just launched these utensil kits and we always bring utensils with us. It's one of the first things I tell people to do. It's just so easy. And so I actually dye this with beet from a local food forest. And because there's so many dyes out there that are so bad for the water systems and the environment. Let me, let me get some of the, let me get angle on this. Okay. I'll add it into the video. Okay, sweet. And so, yeah, so this is dyed with beet and it's cotton. And so we have bamboo utensils. So there's a spoon, fork, chopsticks, knife, and our straw. And that way, when you go and get drinks, you don't need to order a straw. When you go get a smoothie bowl, you don't need to use their single-use plastic spoon. I mean, really anything. And just carry these wherever you go. Brennan usually has a fork in his back pocket. He's that guy. Everywhere yeah, we even go. If, even if you cannot afford... We're not, we're not here to sell anything to anybody. We just want people to live healthy. Right. And align with their morals. And like, just... Just be more sustainable. Cause it's, a, it's a convenience. You know, they don't, it's they, convenience. They get it's the trendy. information, it's they get cool. the knowledge, and then you have a shop. If they can choose to buy right. it, exactly. or they can choose. But at least yeah. they know what they're looking for. But if you cannot afford it, you can literally go to your grandma's drawer mm-hmm. and, take with, and take without borrowing her fork. Right? Mm-hmm. And then just take that around with you. And keep that in you your go. bag or purse. And you There's a, a spoon in my car. It's been there for like eight months. Yeah. You know? So is, is there a way yes. for people to transition? So let's say they still, they're, maybe they're not raw and they going to a lot of the vegan restaurants mm-hmm. that I hear. One of the things I have noticed more often is that most vegan restaurants have the water pitchers now mm-hmm. wow, where you can, if you bring your, your container, you can fill it up and get water. So that's one way. Mm-hmm. But is there a way to still have that lifestyle and, and follow the zero waste, um, 
is there a way to do that? Because, especially with things that are not like wrapped, pre-wrapped or what have you, do you say, here's my container, put yes, it in there? exactly. We bring a bowl or a plate or a to-go container with us wherever we go. And if we order a meal and we see that it comes on single-use plastic, we'll say, hey, can you please put it in our bowl? We brought one, so you can just put it in there. Especially when we go to VegFest, too. So, like, you know, a lot of the vendors have... Um, plastic spoons, plastic plates. So we bring our own bowls and our own plates and say, just put it in there for us. And all of them usually say yes, because they're already <laughs> vegan. And they're like, saving more animals, how great. <laughs> but some places will sometimes reject us and be like, no, that's not sanitary. And then we'll be like, okay, well, do you have reusable options that you can offer to your clients? And if they say no, then we'll say, okay, well, you know, we're zero waste and you don't have options for us. So thank you for being a vegan business. But right now we just can't support you because we just don't, we can't support single use plastic right now. Mm. And so they see that they see us walking away and they're like, we need to make a change because we nice. are losing customers because we're not using, like we're not practicing sustainably. And so one time I did that at juice bar, I go back the next week and the manager was like, coconut bowl lady you brought your <laughs> coconut bowl in and we put your acai bowl in it i brought it up to the ceo wow. and now we're all of our chains are getting coconut bowls for wow. customers that go so that one you know that one time where i took the extra 30 seconds to talk to the manager it goes so far so it's always worth it to have that conversation and explain if you're not going to eat there why you're not and yeah, that's what we do. And if something comes in plastic, we just simply refuse it. But like Brendan's, Brendan's bars come in plastic. But if the company is making an effort to take back the plastic and like repurpose it and just be sustainable, mm. then it's a different story, you know? Yeah, because it's, it's not, it's not going to be perfect, especially for startups, especially exactly. for businesses that are just are new in the industry or, or even around for like a few years. I mean, you have to start somewhere, mm. you know? So when we tell you all the stuff about zero waste, we don't expect you to go home and all of a sudden... Everything's like, going to disappear. You're like levitating. It's like, I'm, yeah. I want to get rid of everything, but no, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then you move into like a, a little studio apartment and you get rid of whole, you your move whole in here. wardrobe. And <laughs> like some of that, you know, it's not realistic. And we tell people, if you like books, you know, people are like, oh, I don't want to get rid of my books. I love them. Keep your books. Just keep them. But what, do you, what, do you, what else do you have that you do not need or you don't pay attention to or... You go through the closet and you're like, oh crap, you know, this is from seven years ago. I just found it. Mm. Like, did you, and you, you forgot about it. So why do you have it at your house still? And it's sentimental value. It, that's the only thing. I think these people are just holding on to, they're clinging to things, mm -hmm. you know, and they're just, and it's just like, I think a lot of it's slowing us down. Yes. Absolutely. The more that I cling to things, the more I slow down, it's, right. the slower it gets. So being minimal has uh, has sparked a lot of creativity and and allowed us to like use our resources more, um, yeah. expand our consciousness more. We just feel so free, mm. like we're just not attached to anything. We so when we travel, it's like we don't. It's so easy. Cleaning is so easy because we really have nothing, and we had. We have some things. We have nothing. <laughs> right, right. Well, but I we mean, don't, compared to I would yeah, say the I average mean, American, we yeah. don't have shit. When I say nothing, I mean like we filled up. 
my car and Brendan's car and moved into a place in like 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. You know, so quick. for me, you know, that really that sounds very attractive. But <laughs> it is. But the thing, I say this just because I, like Brendan mentioned, we just want everyone to feel the way that we feel because you don't realize how much your just stuff is just it's just cluttering your mind and your life. So it's, there's something so special about just releasing that attachment to all your belongings. And we had a black mold incident in one of our apartments. So we had to get rid of everything we own and we were already zero waste at everything. that point. So Brett, like I was like bebopping around, like dancing, <laughs> like Woof, get rid of this, that. And it's, it really sucked because I couldn't donate it because it, mm. it was contamination. But we felt so, everyone's like, I'm so sorry you have to go through that. I'm like, this is the best thing that could have ever happened to me right now. You know, I was just so excited to just live, finally, just get rid of everything. And so when, after that happened, one thing that Brendan was attached to was his Marine uniform and he kept it for about two weeks. He was like, I you know, this is so, has so much sentimental value in my life, but it's contaminated. And do I want, do I dry clean it I for 200 bucks? I literally kept it in like the contaminated bag outside yeah. for like two weeks. It was just sitting there Because I'm like, I'm, I'm pondering, should I, you know, go get it cleaned or is it get, like, but then I just had that awakening, that shift again. And, and I'm like, I don't need it. Mm. Yeah. It's I have, attached. I have pictures. And if yeah. I, if I do want to purchase one again, I can get one, you know, created. And, but I didn't really need it. It was just slowing me down as another piece of of life that was just in my way it was just it's in the past and we're trying to like always look forward and stay motivated and with a little clutter like that it's just it just slows us down yeah we talk i think but i don't want i don't want people to uh, like misinterpret our lifestyle for we haven't found like this pure Mm. happiness like definitely we still go through shit at home like yeah we're not perfect everything is not seamless and happy and we have our times you know and um I just think that living this lifestyle makes it easier to get through those times. Mm. You know, it's there's just less to worry about, less to stress about. So then we can focus all of our energy on what's more important and, and what's what's more progressive. Right. And all we're teaching people is going back to the basics. That's all we're doing. Living minimally, living ethically, teaching people to grow their own food, going vegan. It's really just all going back to how we are supposed to be. And so that's why we're so passionate about what we do. And everyone's, sometimes we get like, what are you doing is so cool, this and that. And we're like, listen, but all we're trying to help you do is just go back to how we were hundreds of years ago. Mm. Even, you know, not even that. But before consumerism got this way and animal agriculture became so disruptive and even a thing. So... But yeah, that's really all we're here to do. We're, nothing we're doing is like super cool. We're just really trying to educate people and saying like everything we're doing, you can literally do. It's yeah, not. Yeah, like next time you go camping, leave your phone at home or in the car <laughs> and lock it in the, in the in the glove box, you know? That's a good way to see what has you. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it like Carly said, it's just all about going back to the basics. And, and I think that once we get rid of all that stress... You're going to have, you know, life's going to happen still along the way. Mm-hmm. But again, less to worry about. So. Yeah. And speaking of having less to worry about, <laughs> you are, well, you guys are both involved with Planet Protein. And I've seen and heard a lot about Planet Protein being in South Florida, 
knowing about what you guys are creating. Had your bars before. Delicious. I love the peanut butter one. That's my favorite one. Um, tell me a little bit about what's happening because I've seen yeah. some news about some new things that you're putting out. Yeah. So anybody that wants to see this, anybody listening, <laughs> you should just go to planetsprotein.com. You could get the visuals there. But um, we're launching a... Got it there? Yeah, I got a little bit of video of it. You see it? You see it? We're launching our first protein powder. So it's fully organic. Um, we're focusing on superfoods like reishi mushrooms to help with cognitive function and to get you know help get rid of um, anxiety, depression, and, and help you there. Um, and the but the bag is like if you can see the bag, it's eighty percent bamboo. Okay. So we're trying to really shift how corporate business is. Like I said earlier, like this is what we're doing. Um, this is step one. You know, so this is what we can accomplish right now. 80% less plastic. Um, again, it's eligible for the recycle program. So sustainability is, is really a focus that Planet Protein is, is, is pressing on right now. Um, since I'm the CEO, I have that capability. You mm-hmm. know, we have a board. We have a strategic board. We have investors. Um, we have a couple employees. You know, we have a couple um, um, corporate figures as well, um, executives. So the buck doesn't necessarily stop with me, mm-hmm. but I can influence almost everything. If that makes sense. And, and you're walking and you're walking the walk. It's not like you, wa- you read an article and it's like, <laughs> hey, we should do this. Calls marketing. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's, it's a easier. I'm sure your board members are on board with it because yes. you're not you're a living example of what you're creating in your business. It's, it's amazing. One of our one of our initial investors, um, his name is David. And he is the man. Uh, he is the man. He um, <laughs> he's cool. He's done a lot in life, but the cool thing is that he, my investors are not all vegan, mm. you know. And that was something I had a toss up with myself early on before I even found investors or even went down that road. Um, he is now, I would say, eighty to ninety percent plant based. Mm. He believed in the product. He believed in our mission. He uh, he saw the impact. He loved the taste of the bars. Um, so he took a chance. He invested with us. You know, he, he saw that vision. I would say after the first like seven months of our engagement, he, um, his, so his, he had cholesterol problems, right? Mm-hmm. It was like 240. He went to the doctor. Um, doc's like, hey, you have to take this medication. You know, like your cholesterol's really bad. Take some medication. He's like, okay, doc. He goes home. I think like three months later, he goes back to the doctor. Cholesterol is down to like one sixty two, and Doc's like, "Those medicate, those yeah. they, they work, didn't they?" And he's like, <laughs> "He's like, uh, Doc, I got to be honest with you, I did not take them." <sighs> and he he went. He said, "I went predominantly plant based, and it changed my life." So he lost a bunch of weight. He looks better than ever. I think he's like sixty, going on you know, like so twenty eight. <laughs> and uh, it's cool to work with the, with people like that, and and just for me to influence people like that in my life is, mm-hmm. is really special. So, um, but yeah, we got the, the protein powders coming out soon. Um, like I said, it's fully organic. It's, it's pea, chia seeds, and um, fermented quinoa sprout is the protein base. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, we have the reishi mushroom and it's cacao flavored. So it's a, it's a nice chocolatey, fudgy sensation, I would say. You forgot the best part. <laughs> The scoop. And, and this is, I was leaving it for Carly because oh, she you. likes to talk about it the most. 
So instead of using plastic scoops, Brendan uses wooden scoops. So it looks like it looks like a little bigger than the spoon, and you can use the scoop and use it as a spoon for when you go get smoothie bowls and stuff. So a reusable spoon. Um, we were gifting it to people for stocking stuffers as a reusable spoon. Some people use it as a measuring cup for coffee grounds or stuff like that. Or you can, if you're done, you can just compost it in your backyard. You can literally just throw it in the woods. Exactly. Worst case, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, you, what can you do with the with the um, with the industry scoop? You, every protein powder that you've seen, plastic little, scoop, little plastic, scoop. and you cannot recycle <laughs> it and you cannot dispose of it. Yeah. There's, there's, it just sits in, in the ocean, in the atmosphere, it just sits in this earth, and it's just here. Every bit of plastic that has been created by human is still here, this to this day. No matter if it's microscopic or not, mm-hmm. it's here. It's in the oceans. It's in the mm-hmm. coral reefs. It's in the fish. It's in us, and um, we just have to be conscious of that. So. And do you see this taking on? Do you see other businesses? That, you know, you know, could this be a model for what? Can I, be I hope possible? so. I hope so. You know, and that'll just force me to do something else mm. out of the box or more creative, or or that'll you know I'll have to go back to to, to the uh, tool shed and, and sharpen my tools. So, I hope somebody tries to do it. Like, please test me. You know, test us. And um, that's what makes entrepreneurship and business fun. Mm. Yeah. Is that it's not like oh man like. Our competition's gonna get it. No, like let them bring it. You know, because yeah. we got something else for you. Now, you know, speaking to the health and wellness sector of our audience, um, in terms of it just being a protein powder, you know, I'm, th- you know, I'm thinking of some of the mm-hmm. the bodybuilders that we have on here. How does it stand up? You know, why why would they consider this over what they're probably currently using outside of the zero waste side of it? Uh, well, it's one serving is 24 grams of protein. So you're getting your protein, um, full amino acid profile. You're getting that straight from the plants. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything's organic, like I said. The cool thing is, is that if you in, are into like veganism, even if you're not, there's studies out there that you should Google about vitamin B12. And we're all lacking B12, mm-hmm. vegan or not. Because the soil is the soil depleted. Is depleted. For so nutrients. we put a full serving of uh, B12 in each in each serving size. Is that unique to do? Is that is that done in any other? There's I think there's only like one that does it besides us. Oh wow! So it's not really anything anybody's thinking about now. And you know, this is an all-in-one powder. This <laughs> is for everybody. Yeah. Bodybuilders. You know, busy moms, if you want it in your smoothie bowl for breakfast, mm-hmm. you know, if you need you want to shake it real quick, you know, if you're in and out of meetings and you have nothing to eat, if you want a bar or you want to shake, it's for literally everyone. So, and there's reishi mushroom in there too, which coming from the holistic side of things, it's one of the most medicinal plants you can consume, especially for your hormones, men or women. It's, it's like an elixir of life. It's, are you familiar with Moringa or Maca yes. or any of those superfoods? Yes. It's, it's right up there. Oh, wow. Reishi is insane. I think mushrooms are the basis of like the human existence. So having Reishi is just a huge step for the industry. And yeah, it, that's what separates you from a lot of companies. You know, so that's like the positives. And, and I don't like to ever go on and talk about other brands. You know, mm-hmm. I just let them do their own thing. No. Um, yeah. What we don't use is sugar alcohols mm. and natural flavors. A lot of those flavors aren't so natural. If you've seen like videos going around 
or, or different articles on Facebook about, oh, about, the, about the, be- <laughs> the beaver hind. They no. get raspberry ketone flavors from beaver hind. Oh. Literally, the, the... Someone thought of that. The yeah. anal gland in beavers tastes like raspberry. Uh-huh. Oh, you didn't know? You didn't know? How you ever they, tried how, that? How they discover that? Uh, that, that <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That, that I'm not too sure of. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's it's kind of like going back to zero waste. There's certain things that are like gray area or like we have to worry, like the recycling, you have to worry about it or ingredients, you have to worry about, you know, erythritol or, or different like sugar alcohols or sugar, sugar substitutes substitutes or sweeteners that might not rest with your with your GI tract. So we just, uh, we stay away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just makes it a lot easier on everybody. And it tastes good still. We use we use organic cane sugar, mm-hmm. and it tastes amazing. Like, y- you don't need all this added other stuff. You don't need banana flavor if you have bananas in uh, in something. Like Makes we sense. went to we went to we went to, <laughs> a, oh we, went to oh. we went to a, a health store. Uh, this is like I don't know a few months ago, and we went to go get banana uh. chips out of the bulk section. Uh-huh. They had banana chips, dehydrated banana chips, but there was added the added ingredient. Was natural banana flavor. It's just not banana enough. You it's know? just not enough banana bananas. Bananas just chip. don't cut it anymore. So that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> what the thing with with the thing with natural and with natural flavors is that there can be up to a hundred undisclosed ingredients in that one natural flavor. Mm. So chocolate flavor could have a hundred ingredients that we don't know anything about, mm-hmm. and the FDA does not regulate that. So it's like a it's like a like a, I'm looking for a word. But anyways, it's like they can put natural flavoring. Right. And then right. pretty much anything that you That creates want, that. Wow. Yeah. Does not have to be listed under it. And I see natural flavoring. Everywhere. It's, it's like everything. you see the four ingredient items and one of them is natural flavoring. Right. You're like, wow, this only has four I ingredients. Know. That's and the, when that's I first went vegan, thing. I'm like, oh, it's natural. It's a <laughs> natural flavor. You know, if it's from a berry or something. No, it's it's made in a lab. That's not. There's nothing natural about that. So, so. we're trying to uh, we're trying to like put all that information out there. Um, we're never going to use natural flavors. Mm. You know, we're never going to use anything. You don't need to. Like, plants are sweet enough. There's so yeah. many plants out there. Uh, you know, and some of the a lot of the natural flavors do come from plant based sources. Mm-hmm. They're just mixed up, like I said, with a hundred ingle- ingredients that are undisclosed. And I think that's wrong. Like, I don't think you should put that into your body. If you don't know what you're putting into your body, then you should just stay away from it. Mm. So when do you? When can we expect to be able to purchase this powder? So the um, protein. We just pre- We just passed a pre-launch. We had a. Did you miss it? I missed it. Come, <laughs> come on, man. We uh, just kidding. <laughs> we just passed our pre-launch, and um, the official full-on launch of this powder is happening next month. Mm. So it's gonna be very. It's gonna be early next month. Um, we just moved. We relocated all of our manufacturing to Miami. Oh, nice. So we're starting to consolidate. Um, and that's like that's a huge sustainable factor as well. We're not flying all around the country to manufacture different things. We're trying to consolidate into one zip code. You know, all of our manufacturing for our products, our material, everything into one zip code. And if we could do that, that just that's a, another foundation for sustainable business. So it all starts somewhere. You know, I've been working on this for two and a half years. Mm. That's, that's nothing. That's nothing. So you what know? do you, what do you, what's, what's, what's in the a future, the distant future for Planet Protein? Where do you see Planet Protein two years from now? You know, in two years from now, national distribution would be, would be cool. Mm-hmm. We want to work closely with like green oriented, eco oriented um, distribution centers. Mm-hmm. 
And there's a lot of national partners that, that will take us on in, in the next couple of years. Yeah. We, uh, we don't have necessarily the infrastructure set in place yet, mm-hmm. you know. And I think anybody that's entrepreneurial or you're listening to this, um, self-awareness is something that I really focus on. You know, this is third middle name. I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm Fair, not efficient, self-aware. You know, I know my role in the business and I know if somebody is better at something than me, then come join the team and, mm. and do your thing. It's yeah. not about, there's no egos in this business. And um, yeah. I think that's a main thing that I'm focusing on lately as the CEO because mm-hmm. I'll run around to like the intern or I'll go to, you know, our shipper or whoever it is. And I'm like, you good? You good? Like treat everybody. I can't remember who, who quoted this. Um, was it Steve? I think it was Steve Jobs. He said, treat everybody in your company with the same respect. So treat the janitor with yeah. the same respect as you would the CEO. Yes. I think that was Jobs, I believe. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm very familiar with the quote. It's, you know, and it's true, you know, and it's, of course, that, you know, I find my ego, I'm still shedding layers and, and it's still, it still tends to surface sometimes, but the more conscious that we are, that we are of it and the more that we you know, take care of ourselves, like with, get rid of the natural flavors and buy planet protein and, <laughs> shameless plug but you'll start you'll start <laughs> no, you'll start feeling yeah. a lot better and in, in making more like clear conscious decisions mm. yeah and, and um i want to close on this a big thing that i've come that comes into my space are people who want to be influencers people who want to take their lifestyle and share it with the world and make it sustainable in the sense of them being able to go that next step and not have to focus on whatever their nine to five is. Right. So right. you you are creating that balance where you're, or rather that harmony, I like to swap harmony for balance, mm-hmm. where you're able to take that lifestyle that you're living and speak to groups of people, speak to um, um, festivals, yeah. Take us through that. Like, how do you, how does someone who wants to do that, maybe they're in another space, how can they get the ball rolling on that to be able to do that for themselves? I'm going to just start off with um, take less time following us. Mm. Literally. Stop. Stop following us. What are you waiting for? You know? Like, you can still follow us, but like. <laughs> I'm not saying don't, unfo- I'm not saying go unfollow us, but prioritize your time. You know, like right. there's so yeah. many people they're reading books and they're watching documentaries and they're getting inspired by this actor, or this author, or this entrepreneur, or whatever it is, but they're not taking action. Mm. And it just it's like literally you have to dive in and just start doing it every day and stay consistent with it. You know? Take pieces of inspiration from people and piece it back into your center and like try to figure it out with yourself, mm. you know, and dive into it because if you just sit here and procrastinate and say, like, you want to do this, you want to do that, you know, I'm getting inspired here or there, what, that's great, that's amazing, <laughs> but you're not really learning anything and you're not doing anything. You have to dive in. Mm. I would say, I mean, it's a lot of hard work. And when I met Brendan, I was by no means entrepreneurial. I was just kind of observing. And I have been observing him for almost two years. And I mean, Brendan, I'm an early riser. Like I wake up with the birds. And so I wake up around like six and he's up with me every morning. And sometimes he gets home at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. after working with his business partner. (laughs) And And I'm not going to the bar either. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's just a lot of work. And, but Brendan always reminds me like when things are hard and, you know, I don't see him for a while because he's like grinding business like crazy. 
we you just have to remember that it's all going to be worth it in two mm. years. And the fact that we're just, we're doing something that we're so passionate about, it's a no brainer. Yeah. Like I can't imagine having a business and being an entrepreneur and like not being so passionate about what we're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, being so ethical too. So that's the, the best part for me. I, I, I think that it's important to understand that even in two years, if it doesn't happen or we're not where we want to be financially or we're not where we want to be like in any sense, any facet, patience yes and like keep going though don't stop do not stop it could take five years it could take 10 years there's entrepreneurs like look at gary v yeah he didn't really blow up until he was 40 right at 40 Mm. you know but he didn't stop he didn't stop hustling and grinding and doing what he knew that it would take to get to that next next level in his life so dive into it and if you're really like committed then then go all in and just don't stop yeah don't stop it's not for everybody i don't think it's for i don't think entrepreneurs for everybody Mm -hmm. i don't i think it's very um you have to have a lot of discipline and a lot of motivation you have to be self being a marine helps you a lot and a scorpio those two things whoa yeah it helps it helps to have but you know it's because i i just want to say one more thing (laughs) i didn't join the marine corps just because i was like oh i want to go to war you know that was the last thing i wanted to do to be honest with you, I wouldn't, who, who really wants to go to war? Mm-hmm. Like you're just conditioned and, and a little bit of brainwashing to get to that point, which we won't talk about today. <laughs> but um, <laughs> to go from like dead end in high school, soccer star that could have gone and been the first person in the immediate family to earn a college scholarship, for all those dreams to be shattered... Mm. I knew that I had to do something. You know, my dad was really good about about raising. He was very tough, extremely tough, um, but he was good about making it clear. He was very supportive of my mistakes, mm-hmm. which I love him for that because without those mistakes, I don't know where I would be. Like, mm-hmm. if I didn't learn all that stuff on my own, I would still be going through a lot of those mistakes that I made ten years ago. Now, and I would mm-hmm. just be a lot. It'd be slowed down. So respect him for that. But I knew inside that I needed to do something. So I just joined the Marine Corps at 17. My parents had to sign for me, mm. you know? I knew I had to make changes. So that's why I did it. My point of this is, like, if you know that you have to make a change, then you better get to it and you better start. And it took me, like, you know, I ate meat for, I ate meat for 25 years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it took me 25 years to make that change. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying it's going to take two years or five years. These changes take a long time. Mm-hmm. It's just being conscious of it and working on it every day. So being patient and having that self-awareness to know when that change is present. Like you said, take action. Mm-hmm. You know, don't wait. Don't wait for someone to tell you to do it. You know, wait for that moment. I'm going to wait for that Gary right. Vee episode where right. he tells. No, just yeah. Okay. He'll tell you the same thing. He's like, listen, <laughs> stop watching me. Like, yeah. please. Like, you're wasting your time right now. You know, mm-hmm. go build your business. Mm-hmm. And if you need inspiration from me, come watch me later, and yeah. you know, take pieces of it. So that's that's kind of the same philosophy that I would that I would give. Yeah. Okay. So in closing, is there any messages, anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to share with the audience? Well, I mean, we didn't really talk too much about our zero waste swaps. So we do have an ebook that really has a zero waste swap for everything, but simple swaps that I want to mention, just if we can name like five, like bring your own utensils, 
bring your own sustainability bag wherever you go so you're prepared. Um, bring your own, this is a stasher bag and I like, I ate an orange today and I put the peels in here so I could bring it home and compost it. Mm. And this is like a reusable lunch bag. Peanut so butter, peanut butter block. and jelly sandwiches. Uh, yeah, for get kids. Get rid of the... Um, Ziploc. The Ziploc bags. Okay. Yeah. You don't need them anymore. Yeah. Um, handkerchiefs. You don't need to use napkins. Handkerchiefs are cool. My papa told me they were. Um, this is actually, this is just from our shop. I dye this with plants too, but that's just another sustainability Tell bag. Tell about that. Um, Tell about yeah. all... Shh, you're up, you're up. You're up late. Yeah, I mean, doing? it takes what are you a while. Doing? You yeah, know? I'm just like, I I mean, these are like our sustainability bags that we're providing for people, and I dye them all with plants. So, um, yeah, just so people can be constantly prepared. And we always tell people, instead of refuse, reduce, recycle, it's prepare, then refuse, then reduce, then reuse, then recycle. So, yeah, but these are cool. I think um, Carly was up at like, it was like 5 a.m., <laughs> today and then she and she's in the kitchen i'm like is she making something nope <laughs> just dying bags yeah with turmeric and, yeah. and beets yeah it's fun but it's really fun yeah it's like a little art and that's what i thought hey siri siri agrees with you yo <laughs> did what? that just happen <laughs> oh no they're listening to us they are <laughs> All right, but guys. okay lat closure if you're gonna gain like some quotes from us or, you know, t- takeaway words. I would say it's like moral consistency, back to the basics, go beyond fear. And I always tell people, one of my favorites is like, never sacrifice your beliefs or never compromise your beliefs to make others comfortable. Like, you know, and that's how we, that's what we live by. Like bringing our own bowls to like cafes and stuff. I'm not going to use their single use plastic to like to make them more comfortable. I'm going to go beyond fear, bring my own bowl. Cause that is a really big fear that people have like zero waste, like asking, can you reuse my reusable mug? You know, people just don't want that, like that, um, that interference, I guess. So what, what would your final closing words be? I mean, just make it fun. You know, it's a game. Have fun with it. Like life is, we're here once. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it sucks when people judge you, but it really doesn't because it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's so many people worried about what others are doing or thinking or where they're at in life or they haven't reached their, you know, their plateau. And it's like focus on yourself. Self, It goes back to self-awareness all the time for me, mm-hmm. for sure. So, I mean, you know, a lot of like I went to th- I went to a Christmas dinner up north with my grand with my family. It was at my grandparents' house. And I had just gotten a couple new tattoos. And mm-hmm. and it's like talk about that you know i got i got a tattoo on my neck and it says um it's it's half dog half cow and it says no difference Uh, so when people see that you know hopefully they can make the connection mm. um and some people think it's condescending but at the same time that's a self-reflection you know yeah so i just i stay in my lane and i let my art speak for itself this is a way i can express myself this is my art is ink, mm. and I don't know if it's that healthy, but it's my one. It's my vegan one, ink. It's is my important. vegan vegan ink all the time. But the vegan tattoo artist too. But still, you know, it's my one kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, just it goes back to self awareness all the time, you know. Okay. Don't get don't get out of your lane. Don't get out of your lane. Just stay there and 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 just have fun with it. You know, be creative along the way, and um, look at like look look how far we've come in, in such a short period of time. Yeah, 
I think that uh, anybody is capable of doing anything that they set their mind to as long as they stay patient and, and motivated. And in the healthier we eat, that's why we're creating sustainable business. It's not just because like we're passionate about like this stuff is making us feel good. Again, back to that. Yeah. Like we feel good. I feel good off planet protein. I feel good off, you know, bringing my spoon everywhere. I feel good about doing those things. So I just want, we just want to share it. And speaking of sharing, where can people get more information about the sustainable duo? On Instagram, sustainable underscore duo. Our website's just sustainableduo.com. And then through those two platforms, you can find my personal, Brendan's personal, Planet Protein, etc. Yeah, planetsprotein.com. Um, you'll be able to find through our blogs and in, in our About Me section any, anything you want to know about our journey. Our um, e-books. If, if you were curious, the documentary that, that flipped the switch for me and, mm. and got me to go vegan overnight is Cowspiracy. And if yeah. you're not familiar with Cowspiracy, it's from the same director as the more recent um, vegan gateway drug, um, What the Hell. Yes. Yeah. So um, definitely check Cowspiracy out, and as well as other vegan documentaries. And you can find a whole list of vegan documentaries on SoFloVegans.com. Yeah. There you go. And... <laughs> All right. Um, well, I want to thank you both so much for being on our podcast. First episode of the new season in our new studio. This is awesome. I learned yeah. so much from you. I can't wait to try the protein powder. Yeah. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you for Thanks having for us having on. having us. We'd love to come. Wynwood, Miami. <clears throat> Wynwood is beautiful. And anybody that's listening, like, come out here and you're going to connect with some some fellow like-minded people for sure it's vegan and sustainable uh, 2019 is literally the year of the awakening and i think winwood is like the heart of that in the state yeah you can feel it when you walk out you can absolutely yeah it's cool